Hey, Cody on Lightspeed Social Agency here. Rather than give you just the high level theory of how to run Facebook ads for your lawn care business in 2024, I want to give you some actual stats and metrics that I have from running hundreds of thousands of dollars in lawn care Facebook ads every year for the last several years. I want to give you some specific numbers that you can hold yourself to, that you can kind of measure your progress against. If you beat me, hell yeah. If you don't, then you know that like, hey, this is possible. I need to be driving toward this goal. So let's dive into some of that theory and I'm gonna give you these specific metrics as we keep going. If you have not watched the previous videos that I have done around the basics of Facebook ads, I'm gonna give you some top level things here and then I'm gonna refer you out to a playlist that we have of all of that Facebook ad content in one place. So I'm not gonna teach you every single thing you could possibly know about Facebook ads here but I'm going to give you some high level stuff that's going to get you started. And if you need specific help on anything, we should have a video that covers it. If not, leave a question down in the comments. I would love to answer it. Okay. Before we get started here, hey, if you believe in using digital ads to grow your business, give us a, a like down below for some engagement. If you don't believe in digital ads to grow your business, I'm not sure how you ended up here. I'm glad you're here. Give us a like there also for engagement. So that just helps more people in the industry see what we've got cooking on the channel. So I appreciate you uh, tuning in. Okay, jumping in real quick, things that are immediately different from last year, or at least things that are on my radar, I think should be on your radar going into 2024 and the big advertising season in the spring. The first thing is that you want to make sure that you're covering all of your placements across Facebook and Instagram. And that means that we have to talk about few form factors that have been, maybe we're coming into standard last year, but you didn't necessarily have to think about them as much. The big thing is that short form vertical content that I am sure you have heard about by now. This is the style of YouTube shorts, TikTok, Instagram reels, Facebook reels. They're everywhere. You want to make sure that you've got creative for your ads that runs in those spots where the vertical videos go. This is something that you might not have a lot of competitors doing. So you might be for someone who consumes a lot of Instagram reels that you might be the only lawn care company that they see in that space. I know from my experience being advertised to in the, the subdivision where I'm at now, I am only seeing ads in the like 16 by nine horizontal video, just like this video you're watching now. In my normal Facebook feed, I am not seeing as much or any yet in, in that vertical format. So make sure you've got vertical format going. We talked about that last year. Another thing's new for this year is four by five is a real king on Instagram. And I, at first I was like, why do we need to, you know, worry about this additional format? And I saw something that convinced me from a user on threads who pointed out that when you're scrolling your Instagram feed on your phone, it's really, everything is the same width, right? Everything fills the width of the screen. The vertical thing is the only place where we have control over how much real estate we take up when we run an ad. So I would really consider getting some four by five content. If you're going to do still images, if you're not just doing vertical video, consider working in that four by five format. It's a little taller. You know, most posts on Instagram are one to one. So we're getting a little bit more height out of this. We're getting four parts horizontal to five parts vertical. So it's a little bit bigger, lets you fill up more of their screen as they're scrolling, gives you a little bit more opportunity to be seen. So worth considering, especially if you're running still images in your Facebook ads, which is the easiest way to run Facebook ads. And then a thing that I see a lot of people messing up 
is that they want to, especially in the spring, when you're trying to sign people up for weed and fruit, you're trying to sign them up for mowing. You've got a lot of things to talk about. You kind of present a catch-all ad rather than targeting a specific service. So rather than running that catch-all ad that may not speak to anything in particular for your potential customer, I want you to run separate campaigns or even time them. So run mowing for two weeks, then run weed and fruit for a week, then switch back to mowing, you know, whatever that should look like for your business, but trade things off so that you can call out those specific pain points related to using another company for that service. You know, for weed and fruit, that might be that your lawn looks like shit after you use True Green to take care of it. Or don't sue me. True Green may do a good job. I don't think they do, but maybe for someone. My personal experience with them was not great. So, you know, you want to call out that sort of pain point that like you're paying for weed control and fertilization treatment, but are they working? Does your lawn look better than when you hired this company a few seasons ago? And for mowing, it looks completely different. It might be, hey, we show up every week on the same day. You know, we communicate about rain delays, all that sort of thing, like the kind of thing that a less professional company in your market may not communicate with them about. So you want to work in talking about the specific service that you want them to buy. And then when they hit the landing page for it, there can always be an option to buy a higher tier of service that includes the other things that they weren't thinking about yet. That's totally fine. Even having some upsell built into your model when they come in the door that they get emailed about weed control and fertilization if they sign up for mowing. Like think about that kind of thing, but keep your ads specific. Speak, speak to specific pain points, specific benefits of the service that you want them to buy. When you go general, you, you don't speak to anyone, right? You, you get it so broad that you're not speaking to any specific problem that someone's having and the solution that you could provide. So make sure that you're speaking specifically to them about these services. And if that means running a couple of different campaigns, it's worth it. And if you're thinking, man, I don't have time to write ad copy. I don't have time to produce this creative. Hey, I've got a solution for you. Quick plug for Lightspeed Plus. There'll be a link down below. We are taking signups right now. That is our solution where we provide you the hardest parts of a lawn care company's marketing strategy. That is doing the graphic design of the ads themselves, writing the copy for the ads, speaking to those specific pain points and specific uh, benefits of working with a quality company like yours. So if you would like to meet with me and see if you'd be a good fit for Lightspeed Plus, it is a hundred bucks a month. And we are working on it right now with a small group of companies to figure out what works best, what delivery method works best, what other resources do we need to produce to make this the best thing possible for you. So you can be a real part of shaping that. If you've been on the YouTube channel for a long time, you know that I'm passionate about growing lawn care and landscaping businesses so that you can take care of your employees, take care of your families and take care of yourself. So if that's something we can help you get off your plate for a good, good price there, reach out, schedule a call down below and we'll get you signed up. Okay. So we want to have the ads be specific. We want to make sure we're covering our bases on the, the formats and like form factors of creative that we should be doing vertical and four by five if you're doing still images on Instagram. Okay. Now to the promised metrics. I was talking to a uh, friend in the industry, Jared. He'll be, I'm sure he'll sound off in the comments since I shouted him out by name. Jared, what's up? We were talking about some specific metrics and which ones I think are the most important to look at and uh, which ones I think are less important or are important, but they're relative to other things on your channel. I want to give you the biggest call out here that I think is the one that you can, because I've seen it be consistent across the country, I think it's an important one that we can look at. So this is your cost per click on top of funnel ads on Facebook and Instagram. 
So if you are running those ads, what I want you to strive for, and if you beat it, you know, like I said, hell yeah, you're doing great. But where, where I am seeing people at consistently who have decent ad spend and they're running creative that I'm producing, we are looking at about a 70 cent cost, cost per clip. So for each person that clicks, we have spent 70 cents getting that ad in front of people. Now that's really good. I talking to some other people who DIY their ads or use another agency. I've seen some higher costs. I have not heard of lower stuff that was specifically top of funnel when you're retargeting. Sometimes it can be lower. Sometimes it can be a little higher depending on what we're trying to get them to re-engage with. So when you're retargeting, you can expect to see that cost go up north of a dollar. You know, if it's getting higher than a buck, be two bucks a click. I think that you might want to look at whether you've got too much budget assigned to that and too small of an audience where we're just like spending a ton of money for the same 15 people to see the ads. They can only click so many times. So worth it to consider if maybe you need to redirect some of that funding into the top of funnel to get in front of more fresh people. Okay, click-through rate. When I was looking at top of funnel ads for some of my top performing clients, I was seeing on the like top of funnel, these are people who are not warm at all. They don't know anything about us other than maybe they've seen a truck and now they're seeing an ad. We're looking at anywhere from four to like 6%, which I feel pretty positive about. And I would, you know, love to hear you sound off in the comments. If you're seeing something different, I'd love to, you know, get on the horn with you and figure out uh, what we're doing differently. See if I can get something better dialed in there. But as it stands, when you're targeting individual subdivisions, getting four to six out of every hundred people that live in a subdivision to click on an ad and learn about your company when they don't know anything about you feels really good to me. And it's going to create a snowball effect with time because then you're going to be in the subdivision more. More people have opportunities to get those physical touches in the real world with your business. And they're seeing the ad digitally. So if we can continue to drive that four to 6% as people leave the audience and become customers, we're, we're just getting in front of the correct people more and more. So cost per click, click through rate, things to look at. I think click through rate, it's more important to look at do we have a huge leak in the funnel? Like you want to look at those conversion rates between stages and say, hey, we're driving a ton of traffic to the page. We're getting a ton of clicks and we're not getting quote requests. If you are seeing hundreds of people hit the uh, the quote request page and no one is requesting a quote or that quote percentage is really, really, really low, like we're talking like 1% follow through and, and get a quote, something's wrong with that page, right? Or you know, if you were running an ad that said, I got to make sure I don't get like debuffed on YouTube. If you're running an ad that says like, buy drugs here, uh, and then they land on your lawn care page, they're going to be confused, right? Like that's, if we have something that's like grossly misrepresented in the ad. That can be a reason that someone doesn't click that's the ad's fault or that someone doesn't get a quote that's the ad's fault. But in general, if you're promising them lawn care and they hit your website, because they wanted lawn care and then they don't convert, something's wrong with the page. So we want to look at that page pretty deeply. I've got a couple of videos with my friend Riley Potoshnik. He's a web developer, works in the green industry. When I needed someone to build the website for my lawn care business that I'm starting, if you haven't heard about that, there's a video about it. But when I needed someone to build that website, I called Riley immediately and said, hey man, can we get this off the ground? So I've got a couple of videos with him talking about what your landing page should and shouldn't do. So maybe look at that. And then look at your, you know, you're probably tracking your close rate from things you've quoted to how many people accepted the quote and became customers. 
But you want to keep that in mind too. If it's too high, if you're getting 100% of quotes, your prices are probably too low and you should consider increasing them until you pull that percentage down. If it's super, super low, if you're only getting like 10%, now if you're making enough profit and you're happy with that, cool. But in general, when we're paying for lead, we want them converting at, you know, 50, 60%. We want to be priced just high enough that we, we lose some people, but not so low that we get everyone. So look at that number as well. I know that's a little outside of the scope of Facebook ads, but I hope that's helpful to kind of think about. We're thinking about each stage of the funnel, not just Facebook, not just our uh, close rate. Last thing here I wanted to talk about retargeting, because this is the thing over all the years that I've been in the green industry, talking to people about their Facebook ads. The number one thing that I don't see people doing is retargeting their web traffic, retargeting people who engage with their Facebook ads. It's not enough to just do the hyper-local stuff that I'm always preaching here, which is just using Facebook to drill in on just the subdivisions where you want to increase density or that you know can afford the projects that you want to sell. We want to make sure that we're getting back in front of people who have started to raise their hand but didn't fully commit. So anyone who hits the website, we want to be retargeting using the, your Facebook pixel. You can find instructions for how to get that installed on your website. Anywhere online, just Google Facebook pixel install. They've changed the name of that this year to Dataset. But I think you can search for Facebook data set, but that feels a little bit vaguer than the pixel. I think you'll still get where you want to go reading about the pixel and knowing Facebook's going to call it the data set when you're in the back end now. So that is an update to that for 2024. So we want to make sure that we're retargeting that web traffic, anyone who engages with our page or the ad, and make sure that you geographically limit your retargeting audience to if you live in a normal state, like just your state should be enough to make sure that you're not getting friends and family in another market who are just supporting the page. But then if you live in like Texas or something, you know, limit it to your service area by doing like 30 miles out or whatever. But yeah, so hey, appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure that you like this video if you learned something and like it if you didn't learn something too. I love knowing that you guys are, are out there and watching and leave any questions you've got from this down in the comments. That would really help me out. Make sure you're subscribed if you're not subscribed already. Hey, I will see you next week.